Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hello, hello everyone. This is Shaista here. Welcome back to another episode of the I Am Mom podcast. Today, I am super excited to talk to you about setting your child up for success in kindergarten. A lot of the the principles that I'm going to be talking about are academically specifically related to kindergarten, but some of the broader concepts can also be applied to different areas in your child's life, whether they are starting elementary school, middle school, or high school. And you're probably wondering how skills that are specific to kindergarten can overlap within these higher grades. And once you hear what I'm going to share with you, you'll be able to see why. At the time of this recording, it is April, when a lot of you who have preschoolers, um, they may be four, they may be five or three, and you may be thinking, how do I ensure my child is quote unquote ready for kindergarten? You might also be wondering what that term ready means. There's so many different theories around what school readiness is. And so when I was thinking about how to approach this episode, I'm thinking of it in terms of success and how we can enable success for our children when they begin formal schooling. Now, I'm going to break it down into a few different areas. So I'm going to talk a little bit about emotional, social development, intellectual development, and then physical development and well-being. And what is typical for children in those areas who are four to five years old. Now, just a disclaimer here, all children may not be at these predictors by four or five. All children develop at their own rates and a lot at their own times. So what I am saying over here in terms of predictors um, for success, we're not looking at mastery of these. What I am saying is in order for your child to feel confident and excited to step in through those kindergarten doors the first day, an awareness around these skills is what helps them get there. And I'll break these down for you. So let me get into emotional and social development. Now, most children who are four to five years old are able to separate from familiar places or familiar people and things with 
a little bit of distress. It is normal to not want to separate from your close-knit comfort zone, right? So it's not uncommon for children to feel distressed, but a lot of children who are heading into the kindergarten door might feel nervous and may have a little bit of trouble leaving their parents in the beginning, but over about two to three, a two to three week time frame, they tend to feel much more comfortable leaving their parents and being greeted by the kindergarten teacher. Most four to five-year-olds can also help with small and simple chores around the home and also show a bit of awareness around personal space. They're also able to help clean up toys after play is finished and maybe make a, an appropriate choice when they're given several options by an adult. And again, this isn't mastery here. What I'm saying is that having an awareness around this and using some of the language around this is really going to help your child develop the emotional and social skills when they come in to kindergarten. Physical development and well-being. Now, physical development is both um, your physical body as well as your gross motor skills, such as hopping, jumping, running, and your fine motor skills, which enables kids to use their grip to color, draw, and eventually write. So most children who are four to five, year, five years old can use a variety of tools to draw, color, and cut. So using scissors, crayons, and pencils. Using the washroom independently to wash and dry their hands. Dressing independently, like putting on their shoes. Put things into their backpacks and zipping them up without using any help. And are usually able to use a writing utensil, such as a pencil or a crayon, to print their name. Now their name may not be an uppercase followed by a lowercase. It might just be all block letters, but most children are able to recognize and print their name when they enter kindergarten. Now, in terms of intellectual and academic development, this is a question I get asked quite a bit in order to prepare my child for kindergarten do they know how do they have to know how to read do they have to know how to write sentences and the answer to all of those is no 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 absolutely not most kids who come into kindergarten in terms of intellectual development show an interest in exploring the world around them through play or direct investigation. They can count by memory from one to 10. 
and count backwards from 10 to one, although that sometimes requires practice. When we ask for their first and their last name, they're able to tell us. They can recognize their own name in print. They follow most directional words like up, down, over, under, beside. They can enjoy listening to stories as well as concentrate on one thing for a longer period of time. And that time varies between each child, but typically it's about a minute added to their age. So if your child is four, typically it's five minutes. Um, if your child is five, six minutes. I usually um, ask my students in my classroom to focus on, let's say it's a story we read on the carpet at the beginning of the year for about five minutes and we gradually increase that. And so if they do have that under their belt for five minutes, it really helps to set them up for success. They're also really feel successful when they have heard different songs, maybe poems and nursery rhymes, because when we do start singing them or reciting them in the classroom, it triggers a part of the brain that says, oh, you know what, I've heard this before. And this is something that I know. And so I feel really confident about it. And they're more eager to participate. The other thing that I really wanted to say is that most children who are four to five years old can pretend to read and write. And that all comes through play. So we don't expect them to be reading. We don't expect them to be writing. We also don't expect them to be reciting the letters of the alphabet and telling us their name, the, the names of the alphabet or their sounds. That is something we teach in kindergarten. It is an expectation at the end of kindergarten that they should be able to recite the letters of the alphabet and their name, their, their sounds, as well as put small words together, three letter words together, and maybe read a pattern book independently. So in order to feel less stress upon yourself, don't put too much pressure on yourself or your child to master academic skills prior to kindergarten, because that is definitely going to put a lot of pressure on you as well as your child if they are not developmentally ready for it. I know there's a lot of programs that emphasize academic content prior to entering kindergarten and with all good intent. Kids really need time to build their social, emotional skills as well as their independent skills. The reason why I shared this list of emotional, social development, intellectual development, and physical development and well-being is because it is very surprising 
to hear that the intellectual or academic component is not as taxing as we think it is. And on the flip side, there's more that we could do as a whole, as a collective to help our kids develop their emotional and social development and well-being prior to coming to school. And this is where it leads to the first part of this episode when I talked about how some of these skills can be transferable to um, middle school, high school, even beyond, because the emotional and social skills that we teach our kids at this young age, tuning into the feelings of others, solving pro- practical problems, handling difficulties with others, these are all skills that kids need as they go well into adulthood, especially in this 21st century. Skills such as being responsible for their own belongings. Skills such as being in a, having an awareness of personal space. A lot of the times we call these skills soft skills. And what I mean by soft skills is skills that we may necessarily not get a chance to teach at school. The beautiful aspect of kindergarten is that we're able to incorporate activities through play that are developmentally appropriate practices that help nurture and develop these skills for our children in addition to the academic skills. However, as they grow older, the academic component does become more of the focus. And if these skills are not set early on and continue to be practiced, they get lost. And we all know that as adults, having these soft skills is what definitely helps us to propel further into our successes, to overcome challenges, and to feel a sense of achievement and worth. So what can you do if you feel as though, you know what, I've got all the academic stuff under control. I've really put a lot of focus into that. How can I help my child develop these soft skills? Well, make friends with people outside of your um, circle, your close-knit circle. Now, this is especially true because a lot of the kids that are going to be entering kindergarten at the time that I'm recording this have gone through this two-year pandemic where there's been a lot of isolation and they probably had not had the opportunity to step outside their own bubble or comfort zone. And so having opportunities for them to go on playdates, maybe visiting the school playground so that they can meet with um, friends that are possibly going to end up being in the same school or grade together. And this is why a lot of educators are actually very, very high proponents of attending a school 
within your neighborhood and community so that the friends and the, the members that they see out and about in their own neighborhood are the friends that they will also likely see in their school. And it builds a system, a system for your child that will help support them throughout their early years at school. Read stories, of course, we hear that all the time, but also playing board games with your child. The reason why is not for academic skills. I know a lot of the times we play board games to help, let's say, for mathematical math, um, for numeracy skills, to build up numeracy skills. But this also really helps for children to learn how to take turns. And knowing that there will be times that they do not win and that it is okay to be upset if you don't win, but that we will try again and there may be another time. And at that time, they may win. It helps build up emotional resilience. And that is a term that Dimple and I have talked about in our earlier episodes and how to help your child build up emotional resilience. You can check the, um, the episode log. It's probably episode five or six um, for really great, other great strategies to help build up emotional resilience. Some other great stories that you could read in terms of um, cooperation, uh, taking turns and fair, way, fair ways to play. Those types of stories are also really great to read. Another really great tip is encouraging your child to communicate with words when they're feeling a certain way. So for example, if your child is angry that they didn't win at Snakes and Ladders, acknowledging that. Joe, I can see that you are feeling angry. I am here to support you. I am here for you. I know it can be frustrating sometimes when we don't win, but we can always try again. And waiting it out until that expression of anger has softened. And if that anger comes with aggressive behaviors that are not acceptable, then teaching your child that it is okay to feel angry, but it is not okay to throw the board game or to call me names if that is the case. And then many children do, the reason I bring this up is because many children do resort to those types of behaviors, not because it's bad, it's because it's a natural way of releasing anger. And until we explain to our kids that that could hurt someone's feelings, it could destroy things, they won't know. And the only time we can explain that to them is when their thinking part of the brain is working and not their feelings part. When they're expressing their anger in ways that are aggressive, they're using their feelings part. 
of the brain. So when their feelings are a bit more calm and they're feeling more like themselves, then that is a good time to read a story about anger or do a project about it or talk to them about ways in which you can handle your frustrations and anger. And these are also skills that we do teach in kindergarten. We do have a lot of programs that teach these skills. But again, having an awareness around this, and remember the key word here is not mastery. It's just awareness. So that when your child does enter kindergarten, they do have some background knowledge on it which will then help them to feel more successful. The other aspect that is really, really um, important for parents of children who are coming into kindergarten need to know is independent self-care. Kindergarten classrooms are busy. Mornings are busy. Transition times are busy. So if you are able to practice prior to coming into kindergarten on how to take off your own shoes, your coats, your backpacks, zippers, buttons, all of those kinds of independent self-care activities that you can practice at home, that will help your kids start off on the right foot. Usually in kindergarten classes, you have one teacher with 20 kids and one teacher is not going to get around to every kid in a timely manner. And it's not that we don't want to help them, it's that we don't have the manpower to help take off shoes or help them um, tear off a piece of paper towel, paper towel to dry their hands. Throwing away items in the trash. So even um, recycling, and I'm not talking, you know, huge, huge components of recycling, but maybe um, even the organics and um, waste. So knowing that, oh, you had an apple, when you finish your apple, you are going to put it in the green bin. And practicing that at home or the organics bin, whatever the languages that you use at home. So that when they come to school, everything is a lot more familiar for them because they will be sorting. They will be sorting their recyclables and they're sorting their organics and they will be sorting their garbage. And again, although we teach it to them, having that head start enables them to feel less frustrated, directs them to an easier transition and thereby encouraging them to feel a sense of confidence which then translates throughout the entire day. So even those these tasks may seem small, they have enormous, enormous benefit. Another really great way to encourage social and emotional development is for turn-taking in conversations and in play. So, Prior to kindergarten, 
a lot of kids are transitioning from the me to the we. You're sudden, even if they've been in preschool, now you're suddenly in a school with 300 other kids in a classroom with three times as many children, less adults. So when even in preschools or daycares, you would have the adult to child ratio is much stronger as it is in kindergarten. So now it's not, the attention is not going to be as direct. There will be different roles that um, children will play in the classroom. And the teacher is jumping from one thing to the next. So when the child is able to practice knowing that this is a place now in kindergarten where there's going to be many other people who will need attention, then that will enable them to know that, oh, okay, I can see that it's someone else's turn to get help from the teacher. It's not my turn right now. I can try myself or do something while I am waiting. So have in it for en enabling this for success for you is by having your child perhaps engage in play situations where they have simple roles and rules. For example, one person can be a chef, one person is a server, and one person is an eater. And having these different roles as they're playing out and having a timer when then they can all switch. The reason why this is important is because when they are back in the classroom, they will learn, have this awareness around turn taking, which is super important in the kindergarten classroom. The last really important skill that is really, really important for executive functioning skills in a world where everything is instant gratification is to help build sustained engagement. So teachers, as I said, will expect some sustained attention. And again, this is very dependent on the child, but Having five minutes of sustained attention will help build executive, executive functioning skills. So games, again, such as card games, scavenger hunts, board games, where they have to play and they need to wait to get to the next goal, will help build the persistence and will help build patience. So often, especially with video games, everything comes at our finger. They, they see everything so fast. They get everything so quickly. Everything is instant. So delaying instant gratification will help build sustained engagement. I'm going to leave off today with a few quick and dirty tips to help your child 
feel confident and successful when they enter kindergarten. So tip number one, if you are sending bananas to school, take the end of the banana and just cut the little stem off and make a little slit. That way your child is going to feel comfortable opening their banana and they won't be asking their teacher to peel their banana. If you are sending fruit, be sure to cut it up. A lot of times I have a lot of kids asking me to cut their fruit and I can't because I can't leave the classroom and they have a hard time eating it. So cutting fruit up. Tip number three, practice putting on and taking off inside and outside shoes at home. We always have inside and outside shoes and a lot of time gets put in the beginning of the year to practice putting them on and taking them off. So having that as a seamless transition for your child will definitely help them move on to the next activity much quicker. In addition to that, putting on and taking off their jackets, zipping them up. Now, the zipping part can be quite complicated. It's going to be May soon, and I'm still helping a lot of kids zip up. So as long as they can put on their jackets. Practice opening and closing um, their lunch kits that they have at school. The number one um, feedback that I get from parents is that my child is not eating their lunch at school. So you want to practice your child eating within a specific time frame, maybe 20 to 25 minutes. Lunch kits such as the bento box or the planet box are great because they have compartments with small um, that you can put in small food that they can eat in a short amount of time. Teachers are not with the students during lunchtime. And so we're not there to help encourage them to eat as much as we try beforehand. So enabling success for this would involve practicing, opening, closing their lunch kits, and putting in food that is easy to eat. Um, And maybe making a rule. So, you know, I'm sending you a full cheese sandwich as long as you eat half and maybe communicating this with your um, child's teachers so they could reiterate this to your child as well. The last thing that is really important when you begin kindergarten is to make sure that your child is fully potty trained. Um, At the beginning of the year, majority of kindergarten uh, teachers know that children are nervous to go to the washroom and that is completely normal. So we do set up routines so that we all go together and feel comfortable and know exactly what to do. But by about the third week is when the um, anxiety around going by themselves tends to decrease. And the only time that anxiety is up is when children aren't, um, have, are not yet potty trained fully. So potty trained fully means um, going to the washroom independently and washing their hands independently, 
knowing how to flush the toilet independently, turning on and off the lights. And the reason why this is really important is because it helps build confidence for the child. They don't fear that other kids will be noticing that they need help in the washroom in a world where we see what is going on around us. And we tend to compare ourselves to others. Kids do this as well. So setting this up early is really important. And if you're having trouble and some challenges with this, communicate this to your child's teacher so we can set up a plan that is discreet and um, it help your child in a way that uh, is, is dignified for them so they're not feeling as though they're being watched by anyone else. Uh, I know I said that's the last one, but the very last one is communication. Any kinds of concerns you have, kindergarten teachers are always willing and always open to any kind of communication. If you feel as though your child has a lot of anxiety, or if you have a lot of anxiety coming into kindergarten, speaking to uh, the school or a child therapist, such as myself, who knows a lot about um, anxiety and separation anxiety and transition into schooling will be really helpful. If you need any help at all in terms of how to prepare your child for kindergarten and setting them up for success, please book a call with me through my website at thrivekidsbc.ca and I am help, very happy to help you and your child through this journey and helping them achieve a comfortable, enlightening, and wonderful school experience. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was helpful for you. Please be sure to share this episode for those that will benefit. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.